Hey guys, I thought I'd drop in right at the beginning of the episode to mention that we do talk about suicide quite a bit in this episode. If that's a subject that's sensitive to you and something that you may not want to listen to, maybe skip this one. But I thought we'd give you a quick uh, warning at the beginning. Welcome to another episode of the Jordan High 2004 podcast. This is Gonzo. And this is Steve. Gonzo. Steve. <laughs> How's it going? Good, good. We got some, a couple of new Apple reviews. You want to check them out? I would love to. All right. I've so for you to ask me that. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's go into the deep well of Apple reviews. Our first one says... Great show by Jay Dubworth. I have no idea who this could be. Maybe (laughs) Jeff Worthington. (laughs) He says, really enjoy listening to these guys. Gonzo and Steve are both funny and uh, relatable in their interviews. Love listening to each episode, especially the one with Bonnie. Keep up the great work, guys. Um, Jay Dubworth, I agree with you. Bonnie's episode, my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. If we had an episode with Natalie, I'm sure that one would be your favorite. Yes, it already. That's my favorite episode. <laughs> All right, thanks Steve. for the review. You got yeah. Thank you, um, Jay Dubworth. Five stars. Next review. Um, hello, by C Ciphers. I'm pretty sure that's Cole. That's probably Cole Ciphers. Yeah, Christina's husband. Yeah, he's. It's, I know he listens. Gosh, I really appreciate that he supports this He's podcast. so great, man. I love Cole. <laughs> Let's see what he says. This podcast is awesome. It's so fun to hear all the different interviews from people I went to high school with. I didn't realize that he went to high school with us. I, maybe he dropped in like around lunches or something. <laughs> <laughs> also, Stephen Gonzo are definitely two of my favorite people. So what is there not to love? Keep up the good work. Man, thank you so much, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> it just warms the heart there. Thank you. Thanks. Cole's the best. Hey, you guys, everyone that is listening, we really do appreciate it. Um, Just this last week, we passed 2,000 downloads. So, like, it took a little bit to get to that first. 2,000. Yeah, 2,000 downloads is awesome. So, uh, thank you for your support and thank you to everybody that listens, but also everybody that's just been interacting, whether it's on Facebook or our Instagram page. Just, uh, we love seeing you guys interact without us just making your comments and we also appreciate all the emails and messages and things that we get individually from you guys just telling us the the episodes that you like or that you appreciate so thank you for your support and we i mean gosh gonzo we're i think we're booked out almost to august right yeah we're all through july so august 1st is our next open interview yeah so if you if you're listening to this and you you would like to be on or even thinking about it or even if you think you're not interesting i think i think that's normal and natural i think most people think like i don't know i'm just a regular person what do i have to say that's not too interesting everybody i think every single person we've done 19 or 20 episodes by now yeah, yeah. has been very interesting and uh i've gained a lot and i know i know from the feedback that we've gotten from everybody else that everybody's getting a lot out of these so if you want to Gonzo and I, we, we don't bite. Uh, we'd love to hear from anybody. Unless you want us to bite. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast after hours. <laughs> oh, so, um, and Steve, let's remind the folks that want to join us for that half marathon. Oh, yeah. September 4th, 
East Canyon. Man, I gotta work out so much more. I'm gonna start running like way harder every day. Yes. I don't wanna be left. I wanna be finishing 20 minutes behind Ryan Copeland. No, for sure. I was like, I'm hoping that, uh, he'll still be a little sweaty by the time I finish. That's the goal. <laughs> if his heart rate is still above 100, success. Yeah. He's like running laps to keep it up. Come <laughs> <laughs> back and come run with me with a smile on his face. And, uh, I'm looking forward to it. That's our, that's our guest for today. And, I love Ryan. He's one of my good friends. I've I've loved him since we were like 15 years old. I I can't wait to to talk with him. I haven't actually spoken too much with him in the last several years, so it'll be great to catch up with him and see what he's up to. And and uh, he's a lovable guy. Oh, big time, yeah. for sure. So here is our episode with Ryan Copeland. Enjoy, Ryan. How you doing? I'm great, guys. It's so awesome to see you. True to form, Steve, you're wearing a Van Halen t-shirt, which yes. I absolutely love. <laughs> That's, I mean, you guys are responsible for getting me into Van Halen and, and a bulk of classic rock. So, yeah, it, it fits. It's a a gift. gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> it is. It is. And I don't know, last year with the pandemic, when Eddie passed away, it was like, this year can't get any worse. <laughs> it was just kind of like, this sucks. You know what's crazy? I had... I had like a bunch of people from high school that I had never, I haven't talked to them since high school. Be like, hey man, sorry, uh, I heard about Eddie Van Halen. I, like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know him, but I appreciate the gesture. And uh, I love Van Halen, still do. Same. But uh, yeah, so there you go, repping it. I'm sure future. Steve's mourning. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to Van Halen all day at the dentist office. No, no one else liked it, but I did, you know. So it's all right. <laughs> Pays to be the boss. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, Ryan, can you uh, can you catch us up a little bit with what you uh, what's what you're up to now, where you're living, if you're married, have any kids or anything? Yeah. So I we we bought a house in Layton about two years ago. So when you were doing the podcast with what was his name, the police Ration. officer? Oh, Jason. Jason. Well, Jason. Yeah. I'm like, I wonder if he's the one that pulled me over when. I had expired tags on the car. Like it might have been him. I'm not sure. Anyway, because he's up there in Layton. Um, yeah. So we bought in Layton, <laughs> and I work up at the University of Utah uh, in their office of admissions, and have for almost the past seven years. Um, before that, I'm going to work backwards. So before that, landing at the University of Utah, I actually tried to become a seminary teacher for the LDS Church. Did a year doing student teaching in Highland. They sent an email saying things, but no thanks. So, you know, the church, real personable, was great. <laughs> and then... You weren't, you weren't holy enough? Yeah, apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> and then three years prior to that, I worked for Southern Utah University, where I graduated from as a regional admissions counselor. And then a year prior to that, I married uh, Lola, my wife Lola. Um, she's from Portland, Oregon, and... Two years after we were married, on the day of our anniversary, our first son was born. <laughs> and then six years later, we had another son born in July. And then on Lola's birthday, we had a third son born, who is now almost two years old. So all boys, nine, three, and one. So, yeah, it's it's been a ride, and we're done. We're not trying for a girl. We're good. So, all right. Yeah. A lot of boy energy. <laughs> Have you been uh, snip-snapped? I have, yeah. Um, I don't know if either of you guys follow me on Instagram, but I actually 
did that. I don't know how much you want me to share, but all um, of it. yeah, I, all of it. Yeah, doesn't hurt as bad as you think. Okay, it's real easy. I literally walked into the hospital by myself because of COVID. You couldn't go, like Lola couldn't come in with me. Um, last goodbyes or anything? No, none of that. I mean, we're good. Right? Our our last guy was was kind of a. Our last boy was kind of a surprise. Uh, we call him our bonus fry because, <laughs> you know, when you reach the bottom of the bag and yeah. it's like you think all your fries are gone, but there's that last fry that's usually like the softest, saltiest. And you, and you thank God. You're like, oh, thank you for this bonus fry. You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, it's so not in the fry, fry package. It's like one that got lost a, yeah. and it's like underneath your burger wrapper. And you're like, oh my gosh. Exactly. I just like, yeah, I, exactly. I wasn't super so, hungry, but just enough. <laughs> just <laughs> that quenching yeah. bonus fry. <laughs> exactly. Funny. So weren't expecting it, but you're happy that it's there. Yeah. Right? So absolutely. bonus fry. Um, yeah. But I walked out of the hospital myself, covered for a few days, and my wife got me these awesome cookies, vasectomy cookies. Um, they said things like, Sorry about your balls and um, <laughs> all juice, no seeds, and um, yeah, I don't know, just funny stuff like that. So yeah, it was fine. And you're happy with the uh, with scarring and and it's like riding a bike performance wise is all working well. Yeah, yeah. Like I, honestly, there's no scarring. Um, they use the type of stitches that just kind of fall out or dissolve by themselves, right? And uh, yeah, no performance issues, been able to run, ride a bike, all that good stuff, like nothing nothing weird going on there. Alright, I'm sold. Awesome. I'm getting one. Gonzo's yeah. asking because he's like, yeah, <laughs> you, you just you just give him the perfect pitch, that's all he needed to hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the thing about it is, like, my wife and I, for some reason, decided that I would get a vasectomy even before we got married. Because um, women already go through so much. Anyway, I'll get off that soapbox. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. I Yeah, and like, a lot of the times, female contraceptions are like mess with your hormones mess with like so yeah it's like ladies are already you know pulling a lot of a weight when it comes to you know childbearing and contraception it's like the least you can do to get a little snip in your in your little guys (laughs) (laughs) so i'm I'm for it too i'll i'll we'll get it scheduled bonnie (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure she loves to hear that i hope she loves to hear that all right well then tell us a little bit about how you saw yourself when you were a kid. Tell us about your high school days. Yeah. So um, what's what's cool about my experience and, and by default, Dusty's experience, my brother, shout out to him for calling me out. So I'm on this podcast now is we actually lived in Alpha High School's boundaries. We had decided to come to Jordan High School because our older sister, Tara, played on the Jordan High soccer team. So we kind of had some people that we knew, but not really anyone. So I kind of decided that when I started at Jordan High School, I was going to be whoever I wanted. Um, before that, me and Dusty, like we were pretty shy. For some reason, like our the neighborhood kids in our neighborhood were just kind of, I don't know, anti us for some reason. Um, never fully understood it. That's not every kid in our neighborhood in the ward, but just a few. So Gordon, going to Jordan High was kind of the best thing that ever could have happened to us because most people, all people that we came into contact with were very welcoming. And um, I think it was even at the uh, homecoming football game that year where we somehow like got in line with you guys 
like we sat with you all like in the stands and it was like we just sort of like started hanging out from then then on and such so but yeah i saw myself as as outgoing because i decided to be uh as well as shy if you can believe it um i was shy and i was i i did and still do uh worry about other people's feelings and such uh maybe less now than i did then uh but that was that was a big source of anxiety and stress for me at times but i just i don't know i just tried to be nice to everybody and i i often think about like who would i have beef with <laughs> right and that question comes up and i i can't really think of anyone at am I, well there's one instance which you know we'll we'll save that for later but oh <laughs> nice. another beef but, yeah, tease yeah, another it. beef like <laughs> as borgmeier said right he's like serving up the dinner with the beef or whatever but it's uh yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't think, thinking back on my high school career, I, I don't think, career, goodness, I don't think anyone, um, <laughs> enjoyed high school as much as I did. I, I loved it, going to all the games, being in choir, trying to do student government, and, you know, with Steve, I got to do student government, which is funny, because I thought when Steve told me he was gonna run, I thought like, oh no, what if he takes away my votes? Because <laughs> <laughs> we had a similar group of friends, but, yeah, it wasn't a big deal at all. But yeah, sorry, long answer. But um, no, I really, I really enjoyed high school, and I enjoyed everyone that um, I went to school with. When you made the decision to be like outgoing and and like this happy, nice kid, was that still you, or was that something that you had to kind of develop and say, "I'm going to do this," and created a new habit or a new skill for yourself? No, I, I, it was still me. It was, it was always me. Simply because, like, the people me and Dusty had grown up with and gone to school with since elementary school, like, they had us, like, put in a box, like, a certain box. Um, and sometimes they wouldn't even make the effort to know which one was which, right? A popular nickname in my neighborhood for me and Dusty were twin, like, hey, twin, get over here, which is just kind of like, you're a cool guy. Yeah, I have a name. And so... <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's someone that I always wanted to be, but, you know, kind of going to a new school where most people didn't know us as well just kind of took us out of that box and made it so that we could, you know, be who we wanted to be and just talk to whoever and whenever. You decided to be more outgoing and you felt, do you feel like you kept that through? Yeah, for the most part, I think so. Um, and it's helped because... Out of high school, I was selected to be an ambassador for Southern Utah University, and they give like the campus tours to new students. And then I worked in the call center at SVU, calling prospective students, cold calling prospective students. Um, and uh, then out of, right after that, I became an admissions counselor, which is like a representative for the university. So I'm traveling to high schools, I'm talking to students, high school students and high school counselors and everything, and basically selling now the university of utah but yeah it, it, it has been something that's um that's kept with me for sure but you also said you had anxiety about other people's feelings a lot and that you would think about about that a lot has that kept through like do you still deal with some anxiety when it comes to uh, other people just in general i do i mean we we look back like 20 years ago when we were in high school right we think that the problems that we had then are nothing compared to, you know, life and the stresses we have now, right? But 
at the time, you know, those are big stressors for us. Those are big things that could induce anxiety, depression, things like that. And I've actually uh, dealt with anxiety and depression since I was in high school. There was even a scary instance where, you know, trigger warning everybody, but um, I, actually, I actually contemplated, uh, you know, taking my life. But fortunately, my, see, I told you I was going to get raw. Uh, <laughs> fortunately, my, my sister and my mom kind of were there for me for that. And um, past couple of years, within the past five years, I've, I've called the suicide hotline. Um, but I've, I've gotten help and I'm actually dealing with my anxiety through out through therapy i'm taking antidepressant anti-anxiety meds just trying to do things just practicing that self-care and trying to kind of spread awareness you know because back in high school i think there was kind of a stigma between you know with guys and being sad or just anyone being sad really i think that thanks to social media in in part and just kind of feeling closer to everyone without you know actually talking to them face to face, I think that's something that's becoming a little more normalized. Talking about anxiety and depression and it's not necess- not necessarily like, whoa, you see a therapist. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, hey, you see a therapist. What's their name? Oh yeah, I see them too. Or like, oh yeah, I go to therapy this many times a month. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's becoming a little more um clear and a little more transparent. Uh, people are becoming more comfortable with it, which I, I'm totally an advocate of. Yeah, me too. No, I was just going to say, yeah, you guys have talked about it a little bit on your podcast so far. So, I mean, I, I appreciate that. So, yeah, that's all. And talking helps. I, th- I feel like a lot of the times getting those things out to someone you trust helps. But then talking to someone that's, you know, a licensed professional that at the same time can either give you some, like help you with some tools to cope or, you know, help you prescribe medication because it is, you know, something that medication can help, you know, talk therapy helps and medication helps having those tools and not being ashamed of it because it's, it's like, yeah, we've talked about it before, but you would, for your broken arm, you wouldn't just like not talk about it and just let it be purple, you know, yeah, exactly. So it's just like (laughs) the more that we can, that we can talk about it, I think the better. But, so totally. I'm glad you're, you're willing to share and I'm, I'm yeah. glad you're, you're taking medication that helps you and you're working with therapy. And um, if that helps you have a good therapist, I'm, I'm yeah. happy. Yeah. I'm really glad that you're here with us. Like if you're contemplating nice. those thoughts and having those moments, I love that you called the suicide hotline. I love that you've made that effort and I hope that anyone listening, anyone within our like sphere of influence knows like people care and we love having you here and you are important. So thank you for sharing that. Cause yeah. It's- and literally like when I called this suicide hotline, it was two minutes. Like I got on the phone, they didn't ask my name. They just said, what, what are great things you have in your life? And it's like, whoa. My, at the time, you know, less than one year old second son is sitting right there, uh, thinking the world of me, right? Like, he doesn't know any different. I'm, I'm his dad. And it, that was enough. That was enough to kind of jolt my brain back into reality and to be like, things are going to be okay, you know? So I don't have the, the phone number with me right now, but if you just Google suicide hotline, then, um, it can, yeah, it's right there at the top. Like, they're, they're pretty, it's pretty upfront about all of that. So yeah, I, I recommend it. 
for anyone that's that might be that low. Yeah, well, we'll post it. For yeah, sure. we'll put it on the show notes too. Dope. All right, Ryan. But so we've talked. We've been talking about it a little bit. But tell us more about who you are now. So now I, uh, yeah, we live in Layton. Like I said, um, I'm I'm a family guy, uh, not the family guy. In fact, Dusty does a really good impression of Peter Griffin on Family Guy. So. Maybe he can do a voice memo. Dusty, send in a voice memo. Do it. Yeah, send in a voice memo, Dusty. I'm calling you out to send your voice memo <laughs> to Peter Griffin. Anyway, but yeah, I love I love hanging out with my boys. Um, I love playing Smash Brothers on Nintendo uh, Switch with my oldest, right? Hmm. Uh, he likes going to card stores and like buying Pokemon cards, which Pokemon cards are still a thing, if you can believe it. Who'd have thought? <laughs> Since I know, right? 1997. Like, <laughs> my, my oldest, my eight-year-old, also like has a book full of Pokemon cards, and she's all into it. And we're like, who'd have thought that these cards would last like <laughs> yeah. 25 years or whatever, you know? Yeah, and uh, he's watching the shows. Like, and I tried to show him like the original Pokemon show that was on when I was a kid. And he's like, this looks weird. It's so cartoony. You know? <laughs> I'm like, didn't look weird at the time. But- Um, so yeah, being a dad, you know, working as a senior admissions counselor in the office of admissions, reading up on, you know, political things and just becoming passionate about that, hanging with my wife as much as possible, trying to get my lawn to come back to life, you know, (laughs) like they're just the normal, the normal stuff. I guess the suburbia dad working man stuff, but, uh. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm happier now. I'm not I mean, there are low days, right? Uh when it comes to depression and anxiety and those who have it, if you know, you know. But it's not a reason to like stop trying and stop, you know, moving forward. Uh there's always something good about every day. But what are the big changes? What's the what's different uh Ryan today from Ryan high school Ryan? Um I would say that I'm more secure with myself. Um, I don't worry as much about what people think anymore. That's been kind of a huge thing to let go of how people react to things that I say or do. That's probably a big thing. Um, not only that, but I don't know. Like, I, I don't think I've changed too much. Okay. I don't well, know. Let's even, go instead even, of change. What yeah. are the big lessons that you've learned? Yeah. What are the, the times in your last 20 years where you're like, something happened and you're, Oh, I now I, I'm now I know this or. Yeah. So, so what are, what are your big lessons? What do you think? Well, I had my first taste of international travel, uh, when I had just turned 19, I went to, um, Germany and the Czech Republic with this (laughs) dance team. Yes. Uh, that I was on. It's actually like, a. it was this dance team at Southern Utah university called acclamation. They don't exist anymore. And yes, there's footage of me somewhere singing show tunes with other people. It's like the Young Ambassadors, but not as prestigious. <laughs> if you if you went to BYU, can anyway, I find that on YouTube or something? I don't know. To Do be you have honest, pictures? I have it. I have a DVD somewhere. Oh yeah, there's pictures. There's pictures. Send sure. some in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to. Um, I want to. <laughs> but there are. Yeah. There's, there's DVDs at my house in an undisclosed location as well, but um, <laughs> yeah, maybe they're online. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, so I got to go to Germany and the Czech Republic for the first time, and um, gosh, it was such an experience, and 
seeing different people and different cultures was kind of an eye-opening experience, but it wasn't until I left for Argentina like five months later uh, for my mission that I understood kind of how how blessed and how privileged we are, you know, living here in, in Utah uh, and such. Like, my first, the first area I lived in um, was near a city called Monte Grande uh, in Argentina, and it's this is the Buenos Aires South Mission, and like we went to the leader of of the congregation's house, uh, and he talked about, and I, I when I first saw his house, it was like, wow, like what a dump, <laughs> you know? I was I didn't have my I just wasn't like I didn't have a filter, right? I was a dumb nineteen year old. Oh, um, you said what a dump to him? No, I said it to my <laughs> I said it to my companion. Fortunately, I didn't I didn't know the words Spanish for that, so. I said it to my American so you probably thought you meant and... something different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because, like, in Spanish, it's like, <laughs> if you say, and Gonzo will know what I'm talking about, if you say, like, estoy embarazado, it's like, that doesn't mean embarrassed. Like, that means you're pregnant, right? You gotta say, tengo vergüenza or something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, like, yeah, it doesn't mean what you think it means. And even if I use the word dump, it probably wouldn't have been what they thought. Anyway. Yeah. By the time I was done serving in that city, um, like I, I figured out that wow, this this uh, leader of this congregation who drives buses for a living, like that's actually a really nice house uh, for this neighborhood. And it was the first time I had dealt with any sort of discrimination, you know, in my life. And at the time, George Bush was president, and we'd have people yell at us like "Hijos de Bush, fuera!" Like <laughs> "Children of Bush, get out!" Like "Go back to your land!" and things like that and like while that's funny now like at the time it scared me to death and i don't know um being on the other side of the world and and learning a new language and being in what's considered second world country like really kind of opened my eyes to how wonderful things are and how wonderful things can be and that really made me start appreciating things more and made me kind of start studying the inequities um that exist here in the united states whether that be systemically or, you know, in, in, in many facets of, of American life uh, and things like that. And so it just made me, I guess, more grateful in general, um, which I don't I don't think I was a selfish, like rude guy before, but it it just made me more grateful for the things I do have and to not be always looking for like the next best thing. Like, oh, I have a great car, but I need this car or I need a bigger house, you know. Not that there's anything wrong with that if that's what you like to do, but for me personally, like it was nice to learn to be happy with what I have rather than longing for things that are outside of my reach. Oh, that's great perspective. So you now is that is that something you're passionate about? I know that Dusty was saying it's like, oh, Ryan's gone so far left, and you know it's like, and I'm so <laughs> far right, and it's just like we just. He's it's, actually one of the more logical people I can talk to about these things, yeah. uh, to be honest. And me and him have even talked about making a podcast, you know, because we grew up in the same house, raised the same way, twin brothers, right? We now work different jobs, have different educational backgrounds, different opinions um, on, you know, things that are political related and things like that. But he's he's actually pretty reasonable to talk with, and I hope he feels feel the same way about me. No, but, I'm just kidding. Um, he didn't say that, but he, he did say that you've <laughs> gone, like... That you're left and he's more conservative. 
And he oh. mentioned the idea of doing like a podcast with you to like yeah. have those two different sides. I'd listen. Yeah. You know, going to Argentina and even doing my master's program um, in public administration kind of opened my eyes. It kind of changed my perspective as far as, and, and I hope y'all don't get hate mail, you know, and things like that. Cause I, I don't, I don't want to be a cause of here. I am, you know, worrying about what other people think, but I don't want to be the cause of, you know, People falling out from the podcast or anything, but um, we'll just forward it, it to it you. Has definitely, <laughs> yeah, you'll just forward it to me. Forward it to me, and I can I can deal with those. Yeah, but it's it's definitely given me reason to think about like how systems are set up in America and privilege and and things like that. Like it definitely causes me pause, and even within my my field of of what I do, you know, admitting students to the University of Utah, for example, um, it makes me reflect on the inequities that are in systems of higher education and how, you know, university learning isn't the end all be all. I guess my heart has been softened towards things like community colleges and certificate training and trade schools. So these days, whenever I present to students at high schools, I tell them, you know, like we're here to help present to you options. Um, If you don't come to the University of Utah, that's fine. Do something, you know, get education somewhere, get a trade somewhere. You know, because those trades are kind of a big deal. They pay well. And Dusty, uh, he, he did not, you know, he's, he's got his CDL license. I've got two college degrees. He started off making more money than I still make. Right. So it's, there's definitely something to the trades and something to all of that. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> yeah. So I, I even forgot what we were talking about before because I digress so much. <laughs> oh man, I am gonna have such a hard time editing this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I think that what happened is you started going down that like uh, Gonzo brought up that Dusty mentioned you're a lot more left. Yeah, and so I would consider myself more centrist, but whatever. <laughs> so. Have you had experiences that have, is it like going on your mission and going through like your master's program, just seeing the inequities? Is that what caused you to have more of a, an open mind and more perspective of, hey, there's opportunities for growth here. Like these things need to change. And I have an opportunity as, as an advisor to, to be a part of that. Yeah. And it was, it's so weird because like, I know I'm, I'm going to sound old when I say this, but like kids these days, like kids that are going to Jordan high school and out to high school and, you know, kids in high school now understand more about, you know, how there's still racism in our country and things like that better than I ever did. This is something I finally learned my first semester of graduate school, you know, when I was almost 30 years old. Uh, and it really has kind of put a lens on how I see things, you know, how I decide what's best for even what's best for me and my family and, you know, how I vote in local and federal elections. So I don't know. It just makes me sad that more people can't talk, talk about this stuff, you know, cause there's those certain trigger words, right? That, uh, things like white privilege and, um, systemic racism and, you know, even going down the rabbit hole to things like abortion and things like that, that, we can't talk about because I don't know, both sides media like left and right have kind of weaponized these words and made it so that if you say a word, like it elicits an emotional reaction, which studies show that like engages your amygdala, right? Which is kind of the more reptilian or like wild side of your brain that doesn't think as logically that just feels. 
Uh, and so you're not able to have a logical conversation with that. So it's, it's hard to do. It's hard to do, but I wish it was, you know, things like, um, immigration and, and so on and so forth. So yeah, it's definitely changed the way that I, that I view things and do things. Yeah. That's interesting. I think in those discussions, a lot of people already have their minds made up and exactly. people hold those things. And Gonzo's talked a lot about this, just like, it's almost like a personal attack if you say something yeah. that goes yeah. against what they think is the right answer. Well, I mean, like to me about, I mean, white privilege in specific, I feel like I've had tons of conversations about white privilege and some people because of talking points or because of what they fed feel like when they hear that it means, well, white privilege means that you didn't work for what you got. It's like the right sometimes says that it's like, you didn't work hard. You kind of were handed that. And they're like, no, no, no. I worked hard every day for every single thing that I had. And then the other, the other side kind of mentions like, well, white privilege means that there are certain things in our society that you don't have to worry about because you're white. You can go to a store, feel totally comfortable fundling anything and no one's going to follow you around. You can get pulled over by a police officer. You can be a little mouthy to them, but... You know, it's just like, because you're in a bad mood and you don't have to worry about yeah. like anything else. And it is hard because you have that tagline of white privilege and then people are just like, oh, I know that white privilege means that you want to income redistribution. That's really what it comes down to because I didn't earn what I have. But it's, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the systems no. that the, 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 the U.S. government have set up or how yeah. we've set up the world that may be unfair. But I guess now I'm getting off topic, but it's just like, <laughs> it is, it's just like how we talk about things is important too. Mm-hmm. All right. Tell us about a passion. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm taking up too much time. Yeah. So a passion of mine, um, I'm still, I'm still into running. I'm kind of out of shape more than I was before. I actually got to work as, as a stint in a, in a running store. Uh, in Orem when I lived there for three years and it was awesome. If there were enough money in that, I would have stayed there forever. It was so great helping people like look at their gates and their running forms and everything and fit shoes to them. But yeah, I'm still passionate about running as well as, you know, politics and things like that as weird as that sounds and, uh, audiobooks. Love audiobooks. And my family, of course. I mean, I think everyone, if you don't say that, then kind of a jerk or whatever but yeah, <laughs> I, I am you're not a jerk i'm kidding uh but of course i am passionate about my family well i think that it shows i mean you talked about that that episode that you had where it you were at a low point and you called the suicide hotline and like the, the answer to what great things you have in your life was your son like like obviously you you value your family you value that relationship and so that's a i know you joked about that being like oh i gotta make sure i save my family but like you've You've made it clear that you do have a passion for your family. Awesome. Then I retract it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I do. I do. I am passionate about my family for sure. Well, and since you're still into running, are you gonna are you gonna do this half marathon with us? Heck yes, I am. Where? What? Where, where, did you guys decide yet? I, I think, think the Nebo's in September. I think we we've, we've narrowed it down to uh, to one we want to do. Cool. The, down. I, I think we're going to do the East Canyon half, half marathon. marathon on September 4th. <laughs> you heard it here first. I just barely, that's the first time we've announced it. Yeah. But uh, that, I was looking cool. at a bunch it's of them. Official. I think that that first week of September is like Memorial it's, it's or uh, Labor, Day, Labor weekend. Day weekend. 
uh, mm, have an extra nice. day to recover. And, yeah. Uh, so it's Saturday right. the fourth, and then no work on that Monday. Okay. Still make us look bad. Cool. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I actually ran There's one no for the first to. time. <laughs> There's no way we can no. look any worse. <laughs> no, it's it's all about just getting out there. It doesn't matter how fast you go. So, Ryan, do we have any beef? <laughs> uh, yeah, we do. We do have beef. So, first of all, I have reverse beef with you guys. You know, and I've already mentioned this, but it's because of you guys that I've, I appreciate classic rock for what it is. Like before I came in, like I didn't know, like I, I knew the Beatles cause that's what we grew up on. Uh, my dad. And then we grew up on Garth Brooks on my mom's side. Anyway, great combo. But your mom did um, love Bon Jovi. Yes, she did. She does. Yes. Bon Jovi. Yes. I, I have gone to a concert, a Bon Jovi concert with my mom uh, before I met you guys. So yes, <laughs> app, you do remember that. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, but no, but bands like Van Halen and Journey, which is weird to say in Boston, which is like my all time favorite classic rock band. It's thanks to you guys that I'm ACDC that, you know, me and Dusty are aware of all, maybe not Dusty. I think Dusty might have found them on his own because he's cool like that. But for me, um, reverse beef. So like a huge thank you <laughs> for enriching my life with wonderful classic rock music. Nice. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we love it. Um, so yeah. Now for the beef. Should I should I drop names? Yeah, absolutely. If you want to. Yeah, so they can't defend themselves because they've already been on the podcast. So no, but Robin. Robin Anderson, you know, um when I was maybe was a junior in high school, um, she was my first kiss. Yep, you heard it here. She was my first kiss and I thought we were like nice. Robin we sent us like, a voice hey. memo. How was it? <laughs> <laughs> it was awkward as that. that I'll, I'll be honest, it was awkward. But anyway, like, I didn't know how the whole dating stuff worked and everything. So it's funny because, like, not too long after that, I'm sitting in the weight room after cross-country practice, right? And in walks Robin, hand-in-hand with an underclassman, okay? Someone who was a year younger than us. And I don't know, maybe it's just because I didn't move on it or whatever or make it official, quote-unquote. But, yeah, I was just kind of like, bummer. Like, I was passed up for an underclassman. That's great. Thanks. Hurt my hurt my junior boy heart. <laughs> a little bit. I think but, that underclassman yeah. just ran faster than you. He didn't, but um, <laughs> <laughs> he did something better. He did something better. Uh, so that's my beef. Breaking my 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 young boy heart. Robin breaking hearts all over the place. Just broke your heart. She broke Gonzo's heart. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> It's fine. I'm fine. We're fine. <laughs> That's fine. That's funny. Do you well, have any beef? I, the only beef I can have with uh, Ryan was, so I would drink out of your water bottles and I would purposely <laughs> put my lips on the rim <laughs> just because he had like just a tud, a a touch of OCD or a touch of a germophobia when it came to, uh, but I would just. And I would do it on purpose because I, I could drink yeah. it without putting my lips on it. But mm-hmm. I'd kiss that that rim anyway. <laughs> so sorry about that. It's fine. I I had forgotten about that. And when you have kids, like any germophobia that you had before, it just goes out the window. Mm-hmm. So, no yeah. No, I carried it. I carried it. I still carry an Nalgene water bottle with me anyway. So well, actually, now it's an, a hydroplast. But yeah. Yeah. 
you gotta those Nalgene. Uh, I think uh, the plastic gave off some like some stuff. Yeah, you got estrogen inside BPA. of your body. Yeah, that BPA. Yeah, yeah. So men boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I have some beef for for Gonzo towards you. Oh what? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I just want to bring up all the bad feelings. <laughs> no, I th- if I remember right, it was was it Simplot that did like the indoor games. We like got all we all yeah. got on a big bus. I think this is it. Or I maybe wouldn't it was, have gone. I, I wasn't doing. Okay, so then maybe track. it was just a regular track. Meet. Yeah, he, okay. he was in swimming when yeah. we did indoor track. Yeah. Okay, so it was a regular track meet. But I remember one time, Gonzo walked up right behind you on the bus and grabbed your head and just cracked your neck, and you got so mad at him. <laughs> it's like, it I think probably like, no. scared the crap out I'm of sure me. Sure did. And uh, like Gonzo, yeah. zero hesitation, just like you're sitting there minding your own business, and Gonzo just like rips your head to the side. And uh, I thought you were never going to be friends again after that, but but you were. Um, so. Yeah. Gonzo, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> I gotta, yeah, I gotta say sorry too. I mean, I think <laughs> me and the Copeland boys, I just would like to get in their uh, in their bubble. They had both of them, maybe had because Dusty was saying the same thing. It's like I would come up behind him and hug him real tight, and just <laughs> until because <laughs> it made him feel uncomfortable, and I just like to tease him. So um, I felt like I don't know why. I, I'm sorry. I like to tease both of you. I like to get inside of your bubbles. And oh, it was fine. Just, uh, it was fine. Like just push your like push your buttons but... a little bit. So sorry about that. No, I get it. Totally <laughs> fine. I and again, I that's something I forgot about. But <sighs> not me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not not. Steve's like not me. Yeah. No. Uh, but no, Gonzo did hug a little extra tight. And yeah, I guess that made us uncomfortable. But I like hugging. Still like hugging. <laughs> really make you feel your body against mine. <laughs> but, so yeah, sorry, sorry to make sorry, Dusty too, to make you guys feel uncomfortable. But. That's so great. Well, Ryan, is there anything that you uh, anything you'd like to promote? I know we kind of talked about the suicide hotline thing. We'll for sure promote that. Is there anything else, or do you want to promote that again? Yeah, I mean the suicide hotline. You know, mental health. Nothing, nothing to be ashamed of there. Someday. If if me and Dusty decide to do this this podcast, you'll hear it here first, guys. We'll, we'll drop a voice memo to Stephen Gonzo. Um, but yeah, I just, I just wanted to say one thing to Gonzo. A couple of years ago, I ran into you on the way to the training. You were coming from the train to to go to school, and when you were telling me like how long you've been in school and everything, to, it was it's to be an accountant, right? Like that's yeah. what you got your degree in yeah. accountancy. I just thought, man. I just respect and I, I respect the hell out of you. You know, oh, sorry thanks. for saying that on a podcast, but like, I just thought, man, that is so cool. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I just, I, I think the world of you, I think the world of both of you and, um, any, anyone that's been on the podcast so far, like they, I just, I just love hearing from everybody. And I don't know. I just think education is a huge thing. And I promote education. That's, that's the point of all of that. <laughs> thanks, yeah. buddy. I really appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. And the you, I got a degree from there, but they got to make a lot of changes. You're too expensive, the you. <laughs> yeah, guys. I got a degree from there too. I can, uh, I can vouch. I was there before and after they joined the Pac-12, and it's like, man, now that we're in the Pac-12, get that same education for way more money. It's awesome. <laughs> hey, you know what? During yeah. COVID, uh, yeah, no one come to school, but pay the same price. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly, right? 
COVID. And you know what, though? The you got us all where we are today. So. Sorry, we don't want to get you fired. Yeah. <laughs> no, the you got us where we are today. Like, I'm, I'm grateful for the education that I got. I'm grateful that, you know, that's a part of my story. And I think it's awesome that you get to be an admissions counselor and, and help high school students and other people make that choice to see if that's a good option for them. And it's a great option for a lot of people. But, I mean, Ryan was saying education. So it's like mm-hmm. if it's trade schools, if it's other certificates, yeah. if it's other programs, but get specialized, get learn one other thing. Yeah. Don't just do, get a high school degree. Yeah. Because yeah. last I checked, you know, employers aren't looking for pedigree charts of where you went to school. Yeah. Right? Like, if you use a good fit for you, fantastic. Solid Community College is a great fit for you. Fantastic. You know, if you want to go to Mountainland Applied Technology College, fantastic. Like, just get training, go somewhere, better your life in some way, shape, or form. Well, Ryan, it was so good talking to you. It's good seeing your face, and we need to catch up more soon. Yeah, we'll see you in Let me yeah, be a I guest so. on your political podcast. I can really, like, let, <laughs> I can really talk about what I have in my mind. Cool. Yeah, we'll have you on. <laughs> 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 so cool all right guys thanks so much for the opportunity oh, thanks ryan yeah we appreciate it so we'll yeah. talk to you soon all right love you buddy love you love you bye bye steve we just got done talking to ryan what are your thoughts i think it's great talking to him as an adult he was he was one of my really good friends in high school uh, he talked about coming to jordan but we you and I, we knew him even the year before, like in ninth grade, because he was doing track in cross country. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that was a really cool segue for him to make that change to high school, already knowing a handful of those people. And like he said, he, from the first time I met him, when we were like 15, super nice guy. And I always thought it was interesting, like, okay, so this, he had the route of like, he's the runner. And then Dusty was more of like the drummer band guy. And I thought it was just really cool how, as twins, they were very different people. And I I always thought, just like he described himself, and I didn't know a lot about him and Dusty kind of getting picked on or not treated as well by their neighborhood kids. And so I'm glad that, I'm glad that he made that, for selfish reasons, I'm glad he made that choice because he was one of my really good friends. We have a lot of experiences together, and I always admired him because he seemed to always be steady. He always seemed to be someone that made like the right choice. If there's a right choice, like he yeah. was always just a good, consistent guy that I enjoyed being around because I didn't have to try to be something that I wasn't. Yeah, Ryan's a great guy. I was, I was very surprised that he had on multiple occasions contemplated suicide. Oh yeah, it's something that you know him. I've always known him as a happy guy. I've always known him as, you know, just like he was saying, outgoing and friendly. So I was very surprised about that. But then, it, again, it goes to show that it's not always cause and effect. It's not always like I have a crappy life and or, you know, this horrible stuff is happening. Sometimes they are. You could have a mental disease that you need medication to help you cope with. And sometimes this a mental disease can, one of those symptoms of that can be having these horrible thoughts where you're spiraling, mm-hmm. you know, so it's always, it's so critical to have someone that you can reach out to and talk to. And the suicide hotline is a great resource. Also, you know, a friend or a family member that you trust that you feel comfortable with to reach out to. And then, and, and of course, professional help, you know. 
so he talked about all those things and you know that's really brave to talk about and i you know kudos for him for doing that and i was very surprised too because obviously it's not all it's not someone that you would think would have those thoughts you know beautiful family and has a good life so it's like but then again it's not a cause and effect thing it's something that you know, you could have an illness, a sickness that you just need help treating. And that's yeah, it. Very individualized. Like, it's that's something for him that he gets to navigate in his life. Yeah. I was surprised by it as well. And I appreciate him being open because I, I don't know if we knew what to expect heading into this podcast. And I love how it's become much of more of a, I don't know, I guess people are just being really open and being vulnerable. But I, I love how real it is. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I would be interested, not that I want people coming on and saying all these things of, you know, being suicidal or whatever, but it would be interesting to know how many people have had similar type experiences. And I love that he said it's more than once yeah. and he used that resource. And I hope that anybody, anybody that has those feelings or those moments uses that resource or somebody, like you said, reaching out to a friend or a family, like reach out to me or you like. I would, yeah, I would me too. Love I'm willing to be I'm, there. I'd love anyone. to talk to anyone. Yeah. Um, I love that, and I said it. I love that he's still here with us. I love that yeah. he made that decision to make that call, and because someone was there on the other end of the phone and answered and was able to talk to him, he's still with us. And also, the suicide hotline has those. You know, for him, it, he said it's a two minute conversation. And there's like, hey, it's someone to talk to. to say, tell me, tell me about some of the good things in your life. You know, tell me some of the things worth living. And he said just two seconds, he looked at his son and he's like, that snapped him back. And just like, well, I don't know what I'm thinking. He's like, no, yeah, you're right. It's like, yeah, I have all these things that I need to live for. So, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Yeah. And he talked about being passionate. I, I love that. And he, the first time I met him, he was a runner and he still loves that. And I love how he said, like, I worked at that running store, and I would, st- I would do that forever. Like, he loves running more That's than different. most people have He loves running. Like, to me, I hate every second of it. <laughs> running is a chore. <laughs> you know, but he like, just loves it. He loves it. Some people some people have that where it's like they feel good during. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's one of those. And I think I would encourage anybody that – any there's a handful of people that have been on the show, yourself included, that love political discussions – he would be a great person. To yeah, he's talk totally to about open. He's he not going to be all judgy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so I, I think it's great. I look forward to seeing him in September if we don't see him before then. And uh, I, I thought it was a great conversation. Yeah, me too. If you'd like to be on the podcast, send us an email: Jordan High two thousand four podcast at gmail.com. Spotify, Google, and Apple's where you can listen, and we have a few voice memos. So we're we're building up towards that voice memo episode. It's like we got one such like one awesome voice memo. Yeah, we have surprise. We have, you guys won't know. We have a couple of good ones. A surprise one that will blow your pants off, and uh, yeah, we just need a few more to build up to that voice memo episode. <laughs> so send it in if yeah. you thought at any moment if you've thought like oh I want to know this or just feedback like hey I really liked this from this episode just yeah. shoot a voice memo just click on the the Spotify site you can push the little button it will record it send it right to us it's easy yeah yeah uh, if you have if you've been called out on a beef you know robin so <laughs> send us a voice memo with a response we'll put it on we'll put them all in, into that voice memo episode so we're not going to do for uh, the next little bit voice memos at the end of the episode so we're saving them up all right well 
Um, thanks for listening, and we'll talk again soon. Okay, bye. Bye.